Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We are returning today to our examination of the prophecy in the Old Testament found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9 and verse 6, which foretells God's promised deliverer. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we have looked at the first couple of lines in this prophecy. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. But we want to go on beyond that and look at some of the other wonderful truths that are contained in this remarkable prophecy spoken about the incarnation of Jesus the Christ hundreds of years before he was ever conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary by God the Holy Spirit. And we are looking at this throughout this week, this Christmas season, this incarnation season week, and we will get back to our study and conclusion of the book of Second Corinthians that we've been studying for quite a while, uh, in a few days, but right now we're focusing upon this prophecy of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, a wonderful prophecy indeed. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday, December 27. Thank you for praying for the Beacon broadcast, for God's help and strength in teaching God's Word faithfully on this, on this broadcast and also for God to supply the financial resources necessary to, to uh, be on the stations that we are on. And if you would consider a year-end gift to the Beacon Broadcast, it would be a great help and encouragement to us at this time. Well, you remember that the speaking of this prophecy by Isaiah was occasioned by armies that were marching, or at least threatening to march, to capture the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, and Ahaz was the king at that particular time. The northern kingdom was involved. Syria was aligned with the northern kingdom. Those two countries together were a formidable force, far greater than any army that Judah would be able to muster. And King Ahaz, in his concern, his alarm, was attempting to reach out to a larger nation, namely Assyria, not to be confused with Syria, Assyria, 
to become his ally and to help him in this fight to deliver him from the threatening army. But God sent Isaiah the prophet to him to say, don't do that, don't do that, Ahaz. Don't depend upon Gentile powers. Don't depend upon political alliances. Don't depend upon any human resource. Depend upon God. God will deliver you. God will send the deliverance that is needed. And then he spoke this prophecy, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and so forth. And we have come to realize that though that those words were spoken to encourage Ahaz to trust in God to provide the deliverance that is needed, there is a far greater meaning attached to these words in that they foretold the great promised deliverer that God would send to deliver people from their sins, to bring salvation to a fallen world that was incapable of saving itself. And so we have seen, first of all, the humanity of God's promised deliverer. Unto us a child is born, a human child born of a woman. But secondly, the deity of God's promised deliverer. Unto us a son Not is born. The child is born, but the son is given. The son is given by another. The son existed before he came to earth, before he was given to Mary, before he was given to the world. The son already existed. In fact, we know from other scriptures that we're talking about the eternal son of God. He has always existed, and he is given by the Father. And so his deity is revealed right after his humanity is declared. Unto us a child, human child, is born, the way all human beings come into this world in their human nature. But at the same time, a son, a son of God, the son of God, is given by God the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so, right from the start of this prophecy, we realize that the great deliverer, the greater deliverer than the one that Ahaz was going to experience in his day, that one will have two natures. He will be a human man, a human boy born into this world, fully human, 100% human, but he will also be Divine, fully divine, 100% divine. Two natures joined together, not 50% God and 50% man, but 100% God, a son is given, and 100% man, a child is born. And that's the nature of the great deliverer that God is going to bring to the world. And, of course, we know, having more information than Ahaz had, We know that Isaiah was speaking about the birth of Jesus the Christ. And he came in fulfillment of God's promise. He came born of a virgin, as we know. That had already been indicated by Isaiah himself a couple of chapters earlier. When he said in Isaiah 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, Behold, The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which we know means God with us. And that is exactly what we see. 
as we turn to the book of Matthew and learn about the birth of Jesus the Christ. And we read in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, and I've got to find Matthew chapter 1. I'm already in the wrong place, but here, here we are. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Well, I just read to you the words of Isaiah the prophet, found in chapter 7 and, uh, 7 and verse 14, and that is the virgin conception that brings this child to be born and this son to be given. Mary's child, a human child, great wonder that God should become man, conceived by the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is God. So if he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, he was conceived of God. We can say very accurately that his father was God. His mother was Mary. His mother was a human woman, and he was born in the normal process, right down through the birth canal of a mother and born into this world as a helpless little baby, a child is born. But his father is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. He is God. So his father is God. His mother is Mary. His father is eternal deity. His mother is normal humanity. And this one who is 100% God and 100% man is born into this world of a virgin, and he is indeed the Son of God. You will call his name Emmanuel, which being translated is God with us. When this child came into the world, God is here. He is in this child. He is this child. He is God. And so the Son of God comes into the world as a human baby and starts the process of human development from day one, just like all of us did, though we can't remember it, but we can see it in other children, other babies around us as we see them helpless and crying for their mothers. And then as they begin to grow and develop and after a few months pass, they're, they're beginning to reach out to things and grasp things. And then before long, they're uh, on their feet and taking a few tottering steps. And, and all of the development which attends that of every human child, this one, this eternal God who created the universe, is going through all of this as a man. And so... He comes as a man with all of the human experiences. He will become tired like, like all human beings do. He will become hungry like all human beings do. He will sorrow at the death of his loved ones like human beings do. He will suffer injustice and persecution and rejection like all human beings do. Hear that. I'm tempted to stop it for a moment and just point out that every human being experiences some measure of injustice in his life. Every human being has things that happen to him that are not fair. 
How many times have you been told? I, I know I was, and it was exactly true. Have you been told when I said, well, that's not fair? And someone's answer to me was, life isn't fair. In other words, in this world, this fallen world, under the curse of sin, there will be injustice. Everyone will experience it. We've got to recognize that, accept it, roll with the punches, so to speak, and go on. If we stop and commiserate and fail to go on because some injustice has been done to me, then we are going to waste our lives. Do you hear me? I'm sure I'm talking to someone who is doing exactly that. And it seems like there are many forces in our world today that are, that are encouraging people to do exactly that. Well, you can't achieve anything because great injustices have been done to you or to your ancestors. And so naturally, that's going to make it impossible for you to achieve. With that kind of attitude, of course you won't. Life isn't fair. We all experience injustice. We all experience less than ideal conditions. Everyone, no matter what kind of family they're born into, no matter what kind of economic condition their background represents, no matter what seemingly seeming advantages they have in life, everyone experiences things that are unjust. Everyone experiences things that are unfair. And if we're wise, we will recognize that, accept that, and not let that defeat us. We are going to become what God has promised that we can be by our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and by our failing to surrender to the injustices of life. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.